Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. One of those stories that never ends involves a safe deposit boxes out of Beverly Hills. And uh, it's back in the news because the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals out west heard arguments yesterday about this. So the FBI took $86 million from safe deposit boxes, and an appeals court will now decide if that's constitutional. Fox News ran this version of the story, but it's widely reported because our friends at the Institute for Justice are involved in this. And in fact, when I went through a retreat a couple months ago and met the people from the Institute, I met the attorney who's handling this case, and I met one of the lead plaintiffs in this case, a woman whose stuff was taken. So Hannah Ray Lambert wrote this version of the story. FBI agents cataloged all kinds of stuff, including Cartier bracelets, Rolex watches, and stacks of cash as they dug through safe deposit boxes seized from a business in Beverly Hills, California. And the business was accused of money laundering. The business was. But the owners of those boxes were not accused of any crimes. After hearing oral arguments from both sides yesterday, a panel of judges from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals will decide whether that raid violated the customer's Fourth Amendment rights. I think the public sees this and recognizes that this is just a total abuse of people's constitutional rights. Institute for Justice senior attorney Rob Johnson told Fox News. I talked to Rob. He's a great guy. Uh, He added that he felt extremely optimistic about the panel's forthcoming decision. Now, of course, you can never predict what a panel of judges is going to do, but you can get some feedback as to how they're responding to your position. Uh, Back in March of 2021, the FBI seized around 1,400 safe deposit boxes from U.S. private vaults, a uh, company in Beverly Hills that, according to court documents, was regularly used by unsavory characters to store criminal proceeds. So the allegation was that the business was used by unsavory characters. Agents took about $86 million in cash from the boxes, as well as all kinds of jewelry, gold bars, coins, silver, and other valuables. In May of that year, the FBI commenced administrative forfeiture proceedings against an unspecified number of the boxes. And again, remember that civil asset forfeiture is an action against the thing seized, not against the person who owns it. So it's the process through which the government seizes money or other property believed to be linked to a crime without ever charging the owner or anyone with a crime. Because remember, this is not linked to the crimes that the private vaults company was accused of because the government knows this stuff belonged to other people who are simply renting boxes in that space. U.S. private vaults eventually pleaded guilty to money laundering, but as of October 2022, The U.S. Attorney's Office said it had not filed any other criminal charges. A spokesperson on Thursday declined to comment on the case and could not immediately answer whether additional criminal charges were ever filed. Several of the safe deposit box renters who haven't been charged filed a class action lawsuit accusing the government of violating the Fourth Amendment protection from unreasonable search and seizure and their Fifth Amendment protection from having private property taken without compensation. On Thursday, attorneys from the Institute for Justice argued that the FBI broke open hundreds of safe deposit boxes and then tried to civilly forfeit everything in those boxes worth over $5,000. The allegation is that the FBI has no probable cause to accuse anybody of any wrongdoing and also didn't really have the right to break open the boxes. But what they said was, well, we had to seize the boxes, the nest that the boxes were in, because that was part of what they seized when they went into business. And the nest the boxes are all in was owned by the business. And the business got in trouble. 
So the FBI said, okay, we're going to seize this nest with all these boxes in it, but now we're going to inventory the boxes to make sure nothing gets lost. Ironically, they lost all kinds of stuff. And I pointed this out before that quite often when civil ask forfeiture is involved, a lot of people appear to take the position that, well, hey, it's kind of like free money for whoever can get their hands on it. And so I can tell you that the woman I met at the Institute for Justice retreat had stuff taken from her box. And she went and said, I want my stuff back. And the FBI at one point had said that if you want your stuff back, contact us and tell us you want your stuff back. So she said, I want my stuff back. And at first they go, well, here you go. And she goes, there's a bunch of stuff missing. They said, really? She goes, yes, yes. And I can document everything in that box and there's there's stuff missing. They went and they dug around and they found some more of it, but didn't find all of it. They found some of it, but not all of it. So they said they were doing the inventory to keep track of it and make sure people could get stuff back. No, they were inventorying it to search it. They wanted to see what was in there. IJ wants the appeals court to definitively state that the FBI violated individuals' rights and to force the federal government to destroy copies it made of customers' private documents, including medical records, wills and trusts, and other things. So let's suppose you put some very, very vital documents in that box to keep it safe. Well, the government Xeroxed a copy of it, and they've got, they've got, they, they got a copy now. Oh, you want your will back? Here's your will. But we have got a copy. Why? Uh, we made a copy as we're inventorying your stuff to keep it safe. The appeals come after a lower court last year sided with the FBI, believe it or not. Unsealed court documents show the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office never told the judge in their warrant request that they planned to confiscate the contents of every box. That came out during the litigation with the Institute for Justice. And they now know that the FBI planned all along to get the people who ran the business, seize the nest, and then inventory the boxes and seize the contents of any box that had more than $5,000 of value in it. The warrant only authorized agents to seize the business computers, money counters, and surveillance equipment. The judge allowed them, however, to seize safety deposit boxes and keys, but specifically wrote, that agents can only inspect the contents of the boxes in an effort to identify the owners so they can claim their property. So if you walked into the FBI and said, I had stuff in a box, they go, okay, what's your box number? Uh, Five. Okay, here you go. No, you got to be able to tell us what's in the box. And you say, oh, here's what's in the box. You tell them. So they would need to know what's in the box. But do they need to keep what's in the box? It's worth more than $5,000? So the warrant does not authorize a criminal search or seizure of the contents of the boxes. Now, while the attorneys of the plaintiffs showed the government had a dual motive in inventorying the contents, agents did not exceed the bounds of the warrant, according to the federal judge who ruled in favor of the FBI. Any reasonable judge would have inferred that the inventory could lead to the potential discovery of criminal proceeds in certain boxes, which would then lead to forfeiture, the judge wrote. However, if I'm going to look at something of value, here, let's pretend, let's pretend that my box is filled with a whole bunch of these. It's a coin. It's an American coin. It's a walking Liberty half dollar. In my opinion, the most beautiful U.S. coin ever made for common circulation. $20 gold piece is nice too, but those didn't circulate a whole lot. 
So this is a 1941 walking Liberty half dollar. This right here is worth a couple bucks. It's not terribly, terribly expensive. But if I had a whole ton of these, that'd be worth some money. Can you tell by looking at that how I got it? Can you tell by looking at it what I'm going to do with it? Is this the fruit of a crime? I mean, I could let you look at this all day long. You can't tell. And yet the FBI claims that by busting open a box and seeing a whole bunch of these, like fortune tellers, they can tell you where it came from. So any reasonable judge would have inferred that that could lead to discovery of criminal proceeds. So meanwhile, uh, they said all they had to do was contact the FBI if you want your stuff back. All they had to do was contact the FBI. Now, judges grilled the government's attorney on whether the FBI ignored the warrant's limitations, why agents even needed to open the boxes, and why drug-sniffing dogs, for instance, were present during the seizure. Uh, That's a move that IG alleged was taken solely for the purpose of uncovering evidence of crimes. So um, Jenny Pearsons, who is a nonprofit director who rented a box that was seized, said it was really nice to hear the judges ask questions that seemed to put the counsel for the FBI on the back foot, that they were being truly questioned about the morality of what happened. It was a good feeling to be there in court today, and the panel is expected to issue a decision in a few months. So the fact that the first judge who saw this case ruled against the people whose stuff was seized was, to me, mind-blowing. But that's the way this stuff keeps happening. And so to get this turned around, we're going to need two things, one of which is someone willing to fight this battle and keep fighting and keep fighting. And so I remember when they lost at the trial court level, I remember saying they're going to take it up on appeal. The Ninth Circuit will visit this. So if the Ninth Circuit rules in favor of the box owners or renters, then the question is, will the government appeal it? If the box renters lose, I'm sure they're going to file an appeal with SCOTUS, and hopefully they'll hear it. Because sooner or later, one of these good cases is going to get in front of the Supreme Court who's going to look at it and go, you know something? This may have made sense 250 years ago. does not make any sense anymore. This is just crazy, and it's gotten out of control. The other thing that could happen is there could be legislation to abolish this. Unfortunately, there's so much money involved that winds up in the coffers, as they say, of the government that the politicians aren't terribly inclined to do much about it. They aren't. So this is a good thing that's happening right here. I have to tell you again, the Institute for Justice is a great organization. They're the ones who are pushing this. And what funds them and their very, very valuable work is the generosity of people like you, like me, who contribute to them. They are a nonprofit. I'll put a link in the description below the video, to their website. If you cannot support them financially, please, please visit their website, educate yourself, and tell your friends about what they do because they're doing good work. And without them, a lot of this stuff would not get straightened out. It wouldn't be in the public eye. There'd be nobody fighting this case. And so now there is somebody. It's Institute for Justice. So this is a great case. Got heard yesterday by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. It'll be a while, but we'll find out soon. The FBI (laughs) took $86 million from safe deposit boxes, and an appeals court will decide if that's constitutional or not. Hannah Ray Lambert wrote that for Fox News. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Your actions are your only true possessions.